just a bunch of witty banter. Good clip, Papa. Good clip. Good clip. Good clip. Good clip. Good clip. Hello, everybody. This is Witty Banter, episode number 48. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Williams. To my right, the intellectual powerhouse, Hunter Dorset. Hello there. And to the left, the sultry and slick Max Scott. I like that. I like that <laughs> attitude. Hi. Hey, it's been a week. You're back. I'm back on the show. I'm pretty much a host. Guys. That feels great. Just let me in. Have you moved up yet? On, getting close to it. <laughs> How are we doing today? <laughs> it's what? It's March 27th. 27th. It's a Friday, of course. Yeah. On uh, what? 7.40, something like that. It's getting lighter. Finally, the days are longer. Yeah, it's yeah. Start, yeah, starting to get uh, long in the day. Yeah. The weather is finally warming up. Thank uh, God. I it's, loved this time when I was like, when you'd ride your bikes around when you were a kid, because I always had to be home by dark. Yeah. So okay. when it was like this, I was like, I get to stay out like literally an hour later. So you were one of those guys. You were one of the cool kids that rode their bikes around and, and just like adventured and stuff. Well, yeah. Because I never really did the bike riding it's as much. because you couldn't ride a bike, Hunter. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> we a, learned two years that's ago. That's a funny so inside joke. <laughs> 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 Not that funny. You know what's not? <laughs> you know what's not inside or, or cryptic? The fact that we review beer on this show is it? Very true. Okay, that's something we do, yeah, uh, and that's something we're not going to stop doing today. Perfect. So the beer on this episode, we're going to do two. This is unprecedented. Double whammy. We've, we've never reviewed two beers at once, but basically what happened is when we were trying to buy a bunch of the beer for the show, we got two different types, but in an equal quantity that would allow us to review them <laughs> to both. Review two of them, yeah. So I like to say that we did it on purpose. Yeah. So the first one we're doing is from the brewery called Varsteiner, and it is called, the beer type is, it says, Premium Verum. I have no idea what that means. Uh, this is an import beer, clearly. Um, mm. It there's a bunch of German on the on the label. It doesn't say where it comes from in Germany. It definitely comes from Germany. Why don't you go ahead and say what the uh, what the surrounding German on the label says? Yeah, so the label says "Eine Königin unter den Bieren," and that basically means a king among among beers. Nice, uh, which is pretty cool. Budweiser. So we just <laughs> we just poured it up, and it's super light and yellow. It's four point eight percent. Off that we got the wrong one. Was we poured it <laughs> yeah. up, and we said, "Wait a minute here." Yeah, yeah. We, we were looking for dunkles. So. <laughs> the second beer we're going to review is also a Varsteiner, and it's their Dunkel beer. So we're going to do this light verum first, and after that, do the Dunkel. It'll be a nice it's little good, appetizer. Yeah. yeah. We're starting it off light and then going into the dark. To the deep. Have you guys got a chance to smell and or taste the beer? It no, smells really good. It. In it fact, smells it's amazing. Me, it reminds me of Europe whenever I smell it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it pretty much smells exclusively malty. Like, right. Yeah. But really light malt. You know, whatever grain they use was super un. <laughs> it was super un. Flavorful. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 It it smells super light. It doesn't smell like wheat, but it has that sort of delicateness that like a wheat beer would have I would say mm. now, yeah. you, now you guys just took your first sip How I think you like feel? the maltiness came through in the smell a lot more uh, it's not necessarily I in the taste, taste malt that it goes down really easy yeah, this is incredibly drinkable. It's an incredibly European beer. I mean, yeah. just the way that it, it goes down like water, essentially. I think I saw on the back that it's the uh, official supplier of the European Golf Tour. So oh, that is that's that's, that's, cool, that's right? sexy. That's yeah. pretty neat. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. Popular beer, I guess. People are drinking in this Europe. over there in the Euro. So this should be like the definition of Europe, I guess. Like okay. the light beer of Europe. Yeah. Once you've drinking this beer, you've basically been to Europe. Yeah. <laughs> I like, oh, good, cool. Now I can be You're part vid. of the club. You can I vouch. Yeah, it feels good. We'll vouch for you. Um. Beautiful here, Max. You've you've told us before that you don't really give a damn about beer tasting <laughs> or drinking. Like that 
just, so how like what I mean what's the approach today? The, the approach today to drinking this beer, I'm obviously <laughs> playing the game, you know. I you know, I enjoy these beers. I Chase, think it's great. Chase always I asks just, the guests like how how they're going to like comprehend really the beer and they're like, the "Well, spot, we're going to taste you know, it and we're going to try it." <laughs> I'm trying to say like you guys have been doing this for so long now that you're actually good at it, so you just throw me under the bus. I like it. Okay. And I'm giving them a chance to say cool. what their experience is. I mean, it's going to be all that's it's going to be the common man's, you know, look on the beer, you know. That's good. I think that's great. Kind of a solid approach. I mean, that's pretty much the approach of the show because we pretend we know a lot we, are we don't no. we are not uncommon here. we know a lot <laughs> yeah. of vocabulary words and we misuse them often <laughs> yeah, right. we like to call them witty <laughs> yeah when on all reality it's not at all um, i guess we're ready to start yeah why not gonna kick it off bit a bit we can kick it off we can tee it off we can dive right in we can punt it off kick off we did we already do kick off this is witty banter <laughs> excellent <laughs> I'm going to start us off here. Okay, please. All right. Please Hunter, I, this, I, I've actually got two news stories on here for your sake. For my sake? For your what sake. The, man. The first one is... Get is out of here, Max. Especially, yeah, <laughs> especially so counting. What do you think? Let me tell you about some odd <laughs> procedures. Okay. Yeah. So are you guys aware of the Library of Congress? Yes, yeah. I've heard about this already. Radiohead's OK Computer has been added to the Library of Congress cool. in, the, in its recent inductees of, of music. Yep. Um, other historical recordings chosen for, pre- for pre- oh my God, chosen for preservation include uh, radio coverage of President FDR's funeral in 1945. Cool. Um, and also people like Blind Lemon Jefferson, who was a blues man in the nineteen in 1928, and Steve Martin. So some pretty big names up there. And and they've been preserving stuff for like 15 years. But Radiohead has officially become of that ilk. Yeah, of course, yeah. So there was nothing else by Radiohead in there? That no. was the first thing that they adopted from Radiohead. It was OK Computer. This um, is pretty incredible. You have to be, awesome. It has to be like 15 years old, I think. That's smart. That's smart. That's 15 years old now? Yeah, 1997. Really? Oh, that's and cool. they put it in immediately. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's really cool. How awesome. do you feel about that, Hunter? I mean, that basically means that Radiohead is of such cultural significance that the government of America decided that it should be forever preserved. I think that's pretty crazy. I mean, I think it's sort of weird that the government tries to go out and make stances like that, though, sometimes. Like, sometimes... Sometimes government will do stuff like that, and you're like, eh, really? Like, you're, the government's backing that? But then, but like, I mean, for, for this, I like love this. Radiohead. Just, yeah, I was so. going to say, this yeah. is like a cool... Cause it's I mean, just for preservation. Yeah. Right. I, I think it's cool. I, whenever I read this initially, I, I, would just, I just immediately thought whether or not Tom York would give a crap about this. And I'm not completely sold that he would give a crap. I don't know. I think he might still feel honored. I think, I mean, it's yeah, not like they're doing anything. It's a like, huge yeah. honor. Yeah. It, I mean, I guess that's what I don't know is how big of an honor despite it actually is. The like, fact that or it is, is it just some new program they're starting up? Yeah. Just despite like, the fact that it is like something that's done by the government, it's still like people saying that we should, like Chase said, like preserve your music forever. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, from anybody, that's going to be awesome. But I mean, that me. that cultural significance was played for me just like since since it's been out, just hearing music, how, how music has changed because of, I feel like music has changed a little bit because of that album. Like, oh, I think, absolutely. I think the ripples that that album yeah. kind of put in the music stream were really crazy, even you know, though that's not one of my favorite albums. That's what theirs. I was going to say, though, because um, you two are both like diehard radio fans, or Radiohead fans, I know. Yeah. And uh, I've always tried to get behind them, too. And like there were only two albums that I really got into okay. as a part of all of their discography. And I've kind of gone through all of them at least once. What are the those? The only ones that I stayed with are obviously In Rainbows and were um, OK Computer were the only two that wow. I really felt like I liked 
a lot. And I've mm-hmm. listened to the other ones. I've listened to um, King of Limbs. I've listened yeah. to Pablo Honey. I've listened to... Oh, God. Yeah, that was terrible. I've actually never even listened to Pablo That's Honey. That's what I was going to yeah. say. That was one of my first exposures to Radiohead. And I was just like, what are these guys talking about? Yeah, no, no. no. I, I haven't even listened there to There was Pablo one Honey. really good song on that. Was um, it Creep? No. <laughs> In Bloom. Or Bloom or something like that. In Bloom, is, really... In Bloom is a new one. Maybe that's not the right one then. But I don't know. The you fact hate In Bloom, don't worry. Trust Probably. Me. What? Is it just like oh, layers and layers? He hates King of Limbs. Good, dude. King of Limbs is so, King of Limbs is, uh, so good. It's, you know, it's for a specific kind of person. It's just not me. You know? It's like super artsy, I think. Like, <sighs> it is, dude. It's like, it's not as entertaining of music. It's it's more so about like the rhythms and stuff than it is about like being entertained by it. But I don't know. As far as this specific thing... I think it's really cool, but I always kind of knew that. Like, this doesn't really validate anything new for me. You know, I, I in the in the in the in the mental kernel of my mind, like that should have been how it was. Like, of. you're always gonna preserve it yourself. Yes. Anyway. Yes. So. <laughs> I just think it's super interesting that they chose Radiohead, given um, who's already been like added. You know, like the. People, been added? I didn't really recognize a whole lot of the names that they mentioned. Well, the names that they mentioned, as far as who's being added this year, are kind of hard to follow, other than like Steve Martin and um, like I don't I mean, even know who that is. Steve actor, Martin. Steve Martin. Oh, 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 oh. No, no, okay. no. Is it like is the it banjo music? playing Steve Martin? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, well that's what I thought That's totally right. I, I okay. was I brain farted, but I mean, it's like you know, like Elvis and them. They're in there. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Radiohead's a huge part of like what's being developed now. I mean, they're like inspiring bands that are big now. You know, yes, like, they've been around for so long, and they were rated what I don't remember who it was. It was like Rolling Stone or something. That's not that important of a uh, yeah fuck those source, guys. but they still, some <laughs> large you know uh, place said that they were like the most influential band of all time. Which that's an interesting that's a, case. That's to a, make. That's a yeah. claim. I, I would say. I'd say that time um, will have to tell for that. I would say. I think they're getting to an age to where time is starting to tell. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's like said it yet, but I think it's like showing now. Like, like you said, music changed a little bit after OK Computer. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no idea it. that that album was that old, and I think yeah. that speaks for how good that album was, at least in my opinion. I guess it's 18 years or so yeah. now. You know, damn. But yeah, I, I, I'm all about it. I'm all about recognition. It, it, it still like pains me to like go online and hear people talk crap about radio or like guys sitting it's like my personal hell my personal hell you know you said your personal hell is being on the bottom of a bunch of crabs at the bottom of the sea my personal hell (laughs) is like being stuck in a forum of people just (laughs) shit talking radiohead Radiohead. about how bad radiohead is tricky though because radiohead's (laughs) such a like kind of such a diverse group or diverse albums like each one is really different to where like it's almost gonna be hard to find specific people who are going to like every single album. That's I like me. I like everyone except for the first two that they had. I mean, Paul Blahoney, I haven't really listened to. You don't to. like the bins? The bins is I amazing. I like, like half of the bins. There's like half of the bins that I oh, okay. don't really so, care yeah, about. Okay. So there are knocking things on Radiohead that you appreciate about Radiohead. What? It's like if somebody was to come up to me and be like, Radiohead sucks. Pablo Honey was like the worst thing ever, blah, 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 blah. And I'd be right. like, absolutely. Like, no, no, 100%, no. But it's, I wouldn't say that they it's suck. It's more people just being like, Radiohead, Radiohead's just a bunch of, like, like, you know, the typical bull crap about it, like Tom York's just a guy like in the middle of a hallway banging drums and making click sounds and stuff. And it's like it with reverb or whatever. Yeah, and I'm right. like, dude, 
I understand what you mean, but that literally <laughs> means that you just don't get it. You don't understand like the rhythmic stuff going on underneath. So I'm sorry, but like I just disagree. <laughs> and there are definitely people that are online. It that might do that be kind of that. Stuff. Yeah, your musical taste is based on opinion, but I don't know if no. people understand that just yet. No, who knows? It's not. No. <laughs> Hunter, you have something you want to bring to the table. Yeah. What was that? Okay, so like, you'll have to forgive me. I don't have like an amazing understanding of all of the things that they're going to incorporate in this news article. But basically, it has to do with education. Yay. Um, oh, man. Ah. So um, Finland, more specifically Helsinki, oh, uh, has been undergoing, they've always been kind of like at the forefront of education. And uh, they've are undergoing kind of like a new <laughs> yeah. a new rollout as far as the approach to education, you know, for kids and stuff. And by 2020, they're trying to roll it out to the entire of Finland. Right now, it's just kind of being worked on in Helsinki. But it's basically just a, a teaching method that incorporates no individualized subject matters. So they're not just going to say, okay, now we're going to do math, and now we're going to do history, Instead of like uh, sectionalizing it like that, they're basically taking this like all-encompassing approach to uh, education. So like, they'll talk about the EU, and they'll talk about like history within the EU, and like accounting procedures within the EU. And how old are these people they're teaching? Young kids. About accounting. Well, not accounting, but I'm talking about like that. They can they can teach math through talking about the EU. They could teach social studies, history, all these different kinds of like topics. And not only are they understanding the EU through this thing, but they're also sort of grasping all of these other like surrounding peripheral top topics around it. So um, that's interesting. Yeah, they they've already had some success with like um, studies as far as how the kids have performed and tests and stuff and their well, cognitive. Well, when you think abilities. about like how people learn and you know, you have like these knowledge schemas, like these webs of, of knowledge in your head. And whenever there's like a central node, right? Like let's say history is your central node. And whenever you learn something new, according to American history, you sort of sectional it, sectional, put it into some spot according Categorize to it, yeah. in the periphery of that node or whatever. And so if they're trying to create like all of these interconnected things where like you're going to learn history which is going to connect you to a math concept which, is, which then connects you to an art concept and all that that actually might be extremely helpful oh yeah in, no. in terms of like memory and recall yeah because they didn't they didn't just like roll it out without any research like they definitely knew what they were doing yeah one of the hardest things like about education is like applying it to the real world which is why you know a lot of people make the excuse of like when am i ever going to use this and that kind of thing it's cool mm. that they took this approach that's such that. a stupid thing to say though yeah it like is. i remember i was in physics and someone some girl was like like when are we ever oh, going to use this is, like, it's like, like amazing i know yeah. i was like uh <laughs> it was just infuriating <laughs> it's like yeah it's that's a, a it's tricky one to say, but if you're, you know, well, but yeah, people say it like, any, but they'll say that about anything. That's true. But the, like, I don't know. I always kind of just looked at school as problem solving, regardless of what was put in front of me. I was like, well, there are other people that are getting put this in front of them. And if I can't do it and they can, then that's, that shows a sign on me sort of kind of thing. So like I might not ever have to use calculus three, but if I can overcome the horrible obstacle that Calculus <laughs> 3 is, then I've proven myself, you know, and in a way I've done something. Yeah. Um, I, and, and that's why I have such a like, soft spot for math. I kind of think that math is like the building blocks of the universe. Like, if you understand math conceptually to a certain extent, then you kind of like understand how things work yeah. almost. So Math can't teach you morals. Huh? I said math can't teach you morals. Why not? 
How do you know? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I just thought it was interesting. They had, you know, this this big rollout of, you know, a new education plan and it's going really well. They're already kind of like implementing it in parts outside of Helsinki and trying to roll it out to the rest of Finland. And hopefully like if that actually does um, produce solid results as far as how kids are starting to be able to absorb information, um, then maybe we could start bringing it over into our kind of education's so weird, man. Like how you test whether or not people are learning the things you want them to learn and like a vast expanse of people. And even, even thinking about how like the things we were taught in high school or in middle school, it was like a curriculum is created by people because that's what they think we should be learning and like how information should be presented. And it's not until you're on your own. Can you really like seek it for yourself and things like that? It's a finicky thing. And I under, I understand now why like parents or anybody can get upset at what somebody in school is teaching or whatever. And like watching education change in front of your eyes and like that being the foundation of how people start their lives is it's a huge responsibility, you know, it's a big deal. Yeah. Like, I don't know about y'all. I've never, if, if you just gave me like a blank canvas with as many resources as I wanted and was like, all right, well, how would you want to be taught like from age two, you know, like if you're going into school, how would you want to have information presented to you so that you could absorb as much information as possible? And like, I wouldn't come up with anything really creative. I'd probably come up with like the system that we had now, you know? And so finding, finding methods that are alternative to stuff that we already know, I feel like it's hard, but it's totally worth doing because I think education is, essentially like the most important thing for the human race is like how we continue to educate ourselves going forward. Yeah. I just like to think like what psychological, um, research it was based on that brought them to the conclusions we should be doing it like this. You know, I just love that. It's just like, okay, well we're constantly augmenting our understanding of how we learn. So let's shape our education to fit that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's good. It's all, all good stuff. All good. Blue skies. All right, moving right on. Hunter, this is your second news story for you. Yay. Oh, man. Um, apparently, Paramount Pictures has announced that Zoolander 2 will hit <laughs> theaters on February 12th, 2016. The announcement was made in an um, official video on Zoolander where they, it was, what's his name, Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson went to a Paris Fashion Week. I think I might have seen something. Yeah, yeah and they I did. A, read about that. They walked the runway and did all this That's stuff. So they awesome. did that to announce a new movie. Did a walk-off. So, Hunter, I mean, Zoolander 2 is one of your favorites. It definitely is. Are you excited that they're going to do a sequel? <laughs> it's like one of those favorites that you don't watch over and over again. You know? Yeah. Uh, I'm totally excited. I mean, uh, I'm probably like about as excited as I was for like Dumb and Dumber 2. You know, cautiously optimistic. I mean, you didn't, we haven't even cautiously seen. Yeah, I still haven't even seen Dumb and Dumber yeah. Two, which is sort of sinful, honestly. But is it, or is that just indicative of the fact that like it really doesn't matter to us? <laughs> yeah, you know? maybe. I, I I wanted to support it, but at the same time, I didn't really want to go see it in the theater because it's not a theater movie. You know, it's like I could watch that on TV. Yeah, and be fine. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm stoked. I'm stoked about Zoolander. I'm just stoked that like Owen Wilson's back in the game after I heard that he tried to like kill himself that what do you not hear about that at one no. point like a few years ago and wilson like tried to kill himself a few years ago he was just in well he made like a cameo appearance in like grand budapest and all that so he was also i think in, it was before that he was in inherent vice as well 
I think it was like a few years ago and I heard it and I was like, no way. Like that guy is just like the most carefree dude ever that I, yeah. that, you know, that you perceive at least. It's the last one you think. But yeah, I, I mean, I just think it would be so fun to like be those guys and have done a project so early in your career that like platformed you into doing all these other stuff. Like I feel like Zoolander was kind of one of those movies that like got them, you know, to We're do a lot going. of other yeah, movies. Absolutely. And so... To be able to go back and do it at such a later age and like just have fun with it and stuff would be so. F- do you think badass. that with like second movies that have come out, um, like Anchorman Two, who I didn't think was going to be very funny, or which I didn't think was going to be very funny at all? You know what sucks about that movie yeah. though is most people generally agree that that movie sucked, and I loved it. I think it's funny, out, and I feel like a lot of people are literally just basing that on the fact that they wanted to be, or they, not that they wanted to say that number one is better. But people like always compare it really hard to the first movie, always the second movie like right. that. So you're always it's always gonna be harder. It's gonna be like more looked at strictly. I but think I that's thought that fair. Second movie was just hysterical. Like, I, I do too. I laughed the whole way through. I think if you were open minded, that you thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I went in there being not very open minded. I literally didn't think really? the movie was gonna be funny. And from the Within beginning, the first opening minute. scene, I was laughing my fucking ass off. <laughs> See. Yeah. For me, like the first half was like, or the, there was, I guess I saw it in thirds, right? Because it was like, there was like him doing the new stuff, then him like having the Dobie part. Yeah. And then there was like the end, which was just like so out of whack. I don't but, even like, remember the end. I, I remember, remember thinking that the first third was super weird and then just like hysterical Dobie part. <laughs> and then like just enjoying the ride from I there think on out. It was out. a good mix between like. Do you like what do you do in a second movie that came out a decade after the first? Mm-hmm. And do you apply the humor to like what would have been funny then, or do you apply all the humor to be what's funny now? Right. And it was like a good mix between the two. Like it was stuff that would have been funny way back then, and like a lot of you know really sharp cuts and stuff that make me laugh now because yeah. like you know a lot of like editing hilarious right. things that come out of uh, modern comedy. And I don't know, I thought it was hysterical. I, yeah, no, I love that movie. Yeah. The, the social commentary, too. About yeah, that's the thing. Is, is it, it had so much more than just the humor. It was social commentary. The cinematography was fantastic. Better. Like, mm-hmm. the color and the costume design and, like, even just framing. Like, it was a pretty movie to look at. Um, and then it was also hilarious. I mean, everything yeah. about it. <laughs> but, yeah, so, uh, I would be, well... I just hope Mugatu comes back because I Mugatu, oh, absolutely. Mugatu is my arguably, maybe outside of like Step Brothers, but that's just kind of like Will Ferrell as Step Brothers, honestly. Yeah. Like that's like one of my, fa- that's probably my favorite Will character or Will Ferrell character that he played that's like outside of Will Ferrell being Will Ferrell, you know. Mugatu was was like the bee's knees for me growing up. I, that, that guy made me laugh hardly more than anybody else. Yeah. So. Well, that movie was hilarious. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about the second movie. I'm totally stoked. Okay, so this this last little thing here. Um, so 10 major tech companies, including Google, Microsoft, Apple, Facebook, and Twitter, wow. have formed what's called the uh, Reform Government Surveillance Coalition, and they're calling on Congress to end the bulk collection of communication metadata by U.S. government agencies like the NSA. Um, so they've created a letter which was addressed to President Obama, Director of National Intelligence James Clapper, and NSA Director Admiral Michael Rogers, calling for reform ahead of the expiration date of Section 215 of the USA Patriot Act in May. So it sanctions, which sanctions a bulk of communications metadata. Now there's a shit ton of like super intricate details here. Um, the, so what what brought me, what made me want to bring this to the show was like, hey, you've got 10 incredibly huge prominent tech industries making a statement by telling Congress that they need to 
relook how they look at data collection and surveillance, mm. especially in terms of the NSA. Um, what do you, I mean, what do you guys think of this action? It seems a little hypocritical to me from Facebook. Isn't Facebook known for like hoarding information about people? Yep. So why, why can, why can, why can the government not do that? And Facebook can, I think maybe it's more of like, I mean, the government basically has, I don't know if free reign is the right word, but has the ability to take the data that all these other companies get to like create. So maybe the companies are saying like, I don't like what you're doing with our data that we are mining, you know? But yeah, I think it's an interesting reaction to say like, yeah, it is hypocritical. I think it's weird just because it's like it's starting to get to the point where it's almost ballooning to the point where when you have these these companies that have so much money and so much power and so much information that they're churning out, it's almost like a, a battle between like who is more significant, right? It's like, are the, we gonna allow are we gonna allow all of our data and all of our information to be controlled by privatized? Um, you know, efforts or by, you know, a communal governmental effort. Um, and, and if it's coming to a head, then it's like picking one or the other almost. And it, it won't be our choice, but it'll be between the two. And that just seems sort of... It's like, which evil do you want? Yeah, yeah. Who do you want knocking on your door, yeah, essentially? So, I don't know, man. I, I, that's extreme. It seems very significant, though. I mean... yeah. It definitely doesn't seem like a nothing kind of thing. You also have to wonder, too, like whose interests are at play here. When someone like Google is fighting something in the government, is that just because, you know, they, they're on their righteous high horse and they have a view for what should be done with this data in terms of, like, public good? Or are they just like, well, this stuff is a misuse of our, of our own allocation, so therefore we want it gone or something, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Or maybe is there any worry that they're just doing this for their own benefit and stuff like that, which... yeah could Hmm. like the thing is for me coming from like the point of an auditor where it's like i the the point of my job is to go into people's things go into people's businesses and like they'll make these material representations about what their financials are and i have to be like okay is this bs or is it not and a lot of times you have to do like questioning and stuff and it makes people insecure or, or, or like, you know, kind of up in arms. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, like, this is why we did it. And like, dude, if you don't have anything to hide, then like, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be all frustrated and, and stressed about it. If you really didn't do anything wrong, then you should be fine. So I, I kind of think about it the same way. It's like, why does Google and Facebook and all these companies have such a problem with the government collecting data that they're outputting if they're doing things on the up and up and if they're being fine, but you then- know, like... I think like, I yeah. think having or, having nothing to hide is a really crappy way to justify like being being having your rights like being searched. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it yeah, that doesn't that doesn't I mean? yeah, that like, doesn't why can't I search that. your car if you got nothing to hide from me like that kind of thing. That yeah. Is, right. It can grow to a point of you're accosting somebody or you're yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. But but at the same time like it, you kind of have to like justify to a certain extent like why the government would want to do that. Like you can't just have a government not, no, for security not, reasons. Yeah, like no. not know what's going on as far as like information that's yeah, but being they, spread all over the world. But it is like, a very new thing to like our generation. Like governments never had access to such incredibly acute mountains of data before until now. You know, and they're now that we have it, they're trying to use it to their security advantages. But is that a bad thing? That government's using it to security advantages? Maybe it, could it just be. De- it just depends on like what they deem as like a need for security, you know, like what they deem 
you know, like you gotta, you gotta make the sacrifice for the better for our security when, when that could be something that's like encroaching upon your rights, you know? Cause like going back to the, the, the dichotomy between having, having the power lie with privatization and having the power lie with the government is like, you know, if you like, say we take all the information that we're processing, right. And say that that holds a great deal of value to us as citizens. Um, if we would rather have private private companies have like the main share of information and like be the ones that are kind of processing it and it's not in the hands of the government or the government doesn't really know what's going on in those regards then the government's kind of losing the the battle the the government's not really like helping the the common good as much as they could be i guess because they're not like i don't know they're not they don't have access to the information that's very important to us. So if, if we're going to like say that the government shouldn't have access to it, then it's like, then we're all, almost saying that the government doesn't have a right to like try and protect us in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. But defining like a common good and all those things. Well, those are hard. Those are hard. So but I mean, there's those, what? what they're still trying at least ideally to strive for. Yeah. You know? We would hope. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's a really odd So, strain. I mean, we're about to go to halftime. We have two beers, and the plan was to review one before halftime and review the next yes. afterwards. I'm done to review this that's one. Cool. Are yeah, you guys ready to yeah. put freaking numbers on the first round of these? Yeah, yeah. we've never done it. Hyperdrive time, I'm down. Yeah. Uh, Max, you go first. Okay. Let me take one last sip. Really get a uh, good That's one. fine. You can do whatever you need, man. Get all the uh, notes written down right there for you. How's he? No, Mike, he just looks so majestic drinking beer. Yeah, he? <laughs> like Vaporeon. Mm. <laughs> My palate is taking it all in. Need some ginger? Um, from the uh, <laughs> from the common man's perspective. Okay. Um, nice disclaimer. I don't think there's a lot of like really distinct tastes in this beer. I don't think that really knocks the beer though. I don't think that's what the beer was striving to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is supposed to be a very experience-based beer. I think, like you guys said earlier, this is just going to be a beer that's very like clean, easy to drink and refreshing and i think it is all those things i think it's really good i think it's like what you would compare it to were like the low-cal beers of america like mm-hmm. you would be like you want to drink this or you want to drink like lone star <laughs> and it's like obviously you go for this because there's something like yeah. more distinct about the flavors in this yeah this but if you were to compare this, yeah domestic beers exactly <laughs> like this domestic this is like feels like their domestic beer and i feel like compared to our domestic beer Shatters them. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But compared to our like upper level, and even just like one step above that kind of beer, it might get a little shaky. Okay. So uh, I think for that notion, I will, you know, I'll give it a pretty solid like seven. seven. Okay, that's cool. Nice. Cool. Um, cool. Hunter, where's your number fall? So um, I love how sessionable this beer is. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think that it's very appropriate that it's the sponsor for European golf because I can totally imagine downing like 10 of these at a golf tournament, just yep. watching golf go yeah. by. Nice you know, weather. Uh, nice, yeah. beautiful day. Um, yeah, it's light. It still has that kind of malty smell, but it doesn't really come through in the taste as much for me. A short taste profile. I really like what it is and what it's going for. I'm going to give it an eight. Wow, damn. Yeah, I really like this beer. That's a good thing that you brought up because it was like more aromatic than like the beer tastes. Yeah, that's correct. Really cool. Yeah, so it's adds. That's like something that kind of adds to it. Yeah, you can just kind of just so whiff it around with that. It's still even... light and delicious, mm, but you can mm. also smell it and take in some stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. It smells amazing. It's just the malts that they used must have been so good just to eat, even <laughs> yeah. make bread out of. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. it smells delicious. The malts are light and delicate. 
but they're, they don't, you know, it's not wheat, thank God, because I don't, you know, I don't really like those. Um, the, the flavor is sort of reminiscent of that smell, but not as intense, and it doesn't last very long, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, the aftertaste for me, I think, is where any of the hop flavor comes in, because, you know, every beer has hops, but this one obviously isn't going for, like, a hoppy flavor. Correct. But for, for me, any hop you get is in the aftertaste, but the aftertaste in my opinion, is a little uh, unsavory. Like, I don't really like it a yeah. l- too much. It's a little too, like, bitter and leaves me, like, almost tart in a way. Okay. But uh, it's just still super drinkable and enjoyable. I'm going to give it a six. Mm. Oh. And with that notion, we'll take a halftime break, and then we'll be right back. Right on. This is Witty Banter. Don't forget to follow us at Witty Banter Show on Twitter. And shoot an email over to wittybantershow at gmail.com. And we're back. Half time's over. Typically, we uh, we start talking about the beer we've been drinking, but not this time. We're introducing a whole new beer. That's right. The yeah. beer that we thought we were going to be drinking for the whole show. <laughs> Still Varsteiner is the, uh, the brewery, but now we're drinking their Dunkel. So this is their premium Dunkel. It's 4.8% alcohol in, uh, by volume. And Hunter, I know you're excited about this one because you're a big fan of Dunkles, right? Yeah, after going to Munich and having the Dunkles uh, at the Hofbrau. What do, I mean, what about Hofbrau it? Like, what was, what left such a peachy memory? In I think I, I think I naturally kind of like darker beers a little bit more. I think that the flavor accompanied by darker beers gives me a little bit more of a robust reaction, um, and. It's just the fact that it's like it's darker and it has a little bit of a sweetness to it, but it's still so light and like straightforward and pure. It's not like it's not like frothy or like milkshakey or it's thick like or anything. All the flavors of a stout or a porter with the consistency of a pilsner. Of a, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's that's a f- and that's an amazing that's combo. Incredibly value yes. value proposition. So it's pretty dope. Yeah, high value. So have you guys had a chance to smell it or taste it? I, I have smelled it. it a little bit. Um, it tastes great. It's it's sweet, mm. you know. And and for a low alcohol beer where you, I I'm assuming like there's still some sugars left in it that have that are giving us that sweetness. But 4.8 means that most of the sugars were gone, you know, Ooh. which is pretty impressive, I guess. Yeah, I'm surprised that this was the same alcohol percentage as the other one. Right. So it, to me, it's got like a toffee, a toffiness yeah. to okay. it. Um, it it goes down really easy. Very, I mean, it's like a sessionable dark beer, essentially. Is that what you would put that flavor on the aftertaste? There's definitely like a specific aftertaste that's being, that's lingering. And I guess toffee sort of nails that. Coffee kind of flavor. Yeah. Well, it it also has like a a, a bit of a smokiness to me. Okay. Maybe not because they like smoked it or anything like that, but there is like a, a woody, maybe like a woodiness or like an oakness. I mean, it has a little bit of character. This is, it's not a slouching one Mm-mm. trick pony beer, you know? No, <laughs> no, not at all. In fact, like I'm going to, I'm going to hold off, uh, from trying to have too much uh, analysis right now. I kind of want to let it open up a little bit, but it looks pretty. It does. It it's, does look great. it's exactly what I want it to be. You know, it, it's, it's a bit un unfiltered, Yes, but it's just like a, uh, a reddish Brown. It looks like the, uh, it's mostly filtered, it almost looks like a consistency of like, Soda almost in that sort yeah, of like, like a Coke. dark, like just that dark enough. Yeah, you like can still see the brown in it. Just the syrup of the Coke, yeah. kind of. Yeah, cool. Interesting. I think we got two really good spectrums going because I know you're like a super fan of Dunkles, and this is like 
Unless I've drank in a Dunkel, I didn't like know I was drinking a oh, Dunkel okay. before. So it's you like, probably did. They're honestly not too popular in terms rookie. of like American brewing. Yeah, so this might be you know the first impression of Dunkel. Yeah, the experienced Dunkler. I should I should have bought a Hofbrau Dunkel. They have them at the store. What's a Hofbrau Dunkel? Hofbrau is like the specific like brew house that they right that they brew it. Well, out, the, the Munich Hofbräu is like the specific one you're talking about. Yeah. And so like a Hofbrau is just a, a term for like a beer garden in a way. Oh, I kind of thought that. But like Hofbrau is like, or Hofbräu is is the specific one. Well, like you will see that term used for a lot of different beer places. That sucks because I just want to refer to that just that one. I mean, I know, I know what you're talking about. You know, <laughs> well, how, how am I supposed to differentiate that? Just though? say the Munich Hofbräu. Okay, the Munich Hofbräu. Yeah. It was sick. And the only reason it's Bräu is if you're going to use like the German pronunciation, you know. Oh, okay. And but Brau. Basically, that little umlaut makes it the fucking okay. Makes it German. Makes it specific. Grammar lessons. We uh, I just we should we need to go to Europe and take Max. Like I want to come. Oh my gosh, the beer gardens are honestly some of the best times I've ever had in my life. Interesting, you know. Ever, I went to Munich um, one more time to watch a Ber- or watch Germany play Argentina. Yeah, okay, you were oh there for God. that. That's, that was just luck. He doesn't even understand. That like, was so much luck. My God. Well, I went there specifically for that reason. <laughs> well, I'm saying you didn't plan your Germany trip around oh, the idea around that Germany was going to win the World, World Cup. Cup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> Pretty crazy. But, dude, there's just nothing better than sitting in a beer garden for like six hours, drinking your ass off and eating pretzels. It's just incredible. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean, there was like fuck. There was like 800 people there. You know, it was yeah. crazy. 3,000 that one night. Wieners and okay, uh, so let's that's bust crazy. out our segment. Let's bring back one that's a staple but hasn't been done in a while, and yeah. that's top three. My number three is definitely Goku's hair. I think my number two has got to be Hyper Beam. My number one is without a doubt Woody Banter. Yeah, top, top three. three. I love making lists. My stuff. question is, what are the top three fast food restaurants? That's rough. So let's try and... Put boundaries. Okay. Okay. So fast food. Has does to that have a mean, drive-thru. Okay. So has to have a drive-thru. Um, what d- are the necessary and sufficient conditions of being a, a that's, fast that's food That's what I'm saying. Because yeah. like, you wouldn't consider like... You got these hybrids. You wouldn't consider like payway fast food, would you? No. Okay. That's... Uh, We're looking at classic fast food Because it's definitely not, not... fast casual. Yeah. Okay. That's there it. There it is. There's fast, fast casual. casual. Okay. So, all right. I think I definitely know my number one and number two. I don't know my number three. Well, let's uh, let's do what Woody Banner normally does. Threes, twos, ones. Threes, threes first. Um, Max, you go first. All right, this is cool. Um, see, now this is a restaurant or a fast <laughs> a food uh, establishment <laughs> that, like, I like. I normally don't eat like a bunch of bunch of fast food, but every now and again, you be heading home late and you getting off of work, you just got to swing by one. And this is one that I literally tried within the last year. Oh, shit. That I had never been to before. Really? And everybody who was, like, around me, like, some of my close friends. I know Andrew and uh, Nick, who are close friends of mine. And big the advocates. Yeah, big advocates of this place. Okay. Um, and I happened to just, like, know that there was one down here. And I, like, it was a little bit out of the way, but I went to go check it out. And it ended up being pretty fucking awesome. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a Carl's Jr. before. Oh! Right? Actually, I've never been, dude. Yeah, see, I was always, like, I always felt like the Carl's Jr.'s always competed with, like, other staples around okay. advertising yeah. is so ridiculous yeah, it's, yeah it just and made I, me not want to use yeah and also, and also it. did i was just like they must just be blowing smoke this must just be you know all gimmicky stuff and it does look pretty good on the commercials but let me tell you man <laughs> i went there and like there's some good stuff you can get like turkey burgers you wow can get, like, oh wow burgers, no way you get, like teriyaki burgers hmm. all this crazy stuff i had a really good cool turkey avocado so awesome. that's your number and three milkshakes that's a bomb 
Okay, strawberry milkshake. Yeah. Clean. There Get you go. When you're there, it's awesome. Okay, so number three, Carl's Jr. Carl's for Jr. Max. Got it. My number three is going to be one that I don't go to as often because it's a little more expensive, but I think the quality, it's not that it's good quality, but it's a, it's a tiny step above, and that is Taco Cabana. Wow. Really? Really? I used to hate Taco Cabana. I love Taco Cabana. I, I drug you to a Taco Cabana a long time ago. Changed my life. <laughs> Dude, you can get like little flautas. You can, yeah, get, yeah, you can get chips and cool salsa. You can get queso. You can get quesadillas, like dope burritos. Dude, have you been to my house in Houston? There's a Taco Cabana a rock throw away. It's <laughs> dangerous. It is very dangerous. <laughs> to where some might say I might be burnt out now, but it's been a while since I've been there. So yeah. go back. My number three is definitely Taco Cabana. Taco Cabana is a solid I think, choice. I used to stand behind Taco Cabana. So I think it's a little uh, expensive, but I think you get what you pay for there. Just like one, that's like a really good, like without being a fast casual restaurant, it's like, you know, one step up. Exactly. Yeah. And when you get Taco Bell and it's like, like a $1 Whoa. step up. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's literally the closest step up you can. That's the inch forward. Yes. So, so what are you thinking? So my number three, I'm an, I'm nixing Jimmy John's because I don't think Jimmy John's counts as strictly fast food, does it? Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't I, consider it fast food. I, yeah, it would be a tough argument. I don't think it I is. But shop, top three is what it's a great people. honorable mission. It's a definitely notable mention. Oh, oh my God. If we would have done the sandwich shop top three on this table. <laughs> Lenny's. Holy hell. Uh, anyway. Uh, we would have next we week. All done please save that for one. when I come back. <laughs> we'll just yeah, do it back to back. <laughs> all right. Double top three. So my number three uh, is it's probably maybe the most notable drive-through spot in America. It's America's drive-through. Oh man. It's uh, a Sonic. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Okay. How because often do you go? I like making I like making stops to Sonic when I I'm on my way somewhere. So like a road trip from Austin to Houston Some people or Houston have those, to Austin yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. So That's a good choice. I used to always love Sonic. It's an expansive menu. Chicken Club Toaster, which they for some reason took off the menu, which is ridiculous. <laughs> oh my God. Literally like their best item in the menu, yeah. they took it off. <laughs> <laughs> Which is ridiculous, but also I just like have fond memories there. I mean, you remember the cream slushes I was with cold air? The cream slush is so good. <laughs> cream slush was a revolution in drink was technology. Why. It was a drink stop. It really was like when you went to drinks, like they have food, but they <laughs> embrace yeah. that. But they embrace that too. Oh yeah, they love that. They love they, it. And the t- and the, like the you know the implementation of tater tots tater is really tots, clutch. A lot of chili uh, cheese. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not yeah, as much dogs. about the chili cheese, but the hot dogs. See, I'm a big fan of ch- chili cheese, and the fact that like you can chili cheese anything at that restaurant. Is, I guess that's true. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I actually really like their burgers too. Like, I I've never really one. like. I really? Yeah. I don't remember being. I actually like burgers. really enjoy their burgers. I've never been to a Sonic and, and thought that the burgers. How are their si- how are the sizes of the burgers there? Decent. I remember they're like being the size big. of Whataburger. Okay, so that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. So, yeah, very similar. But, yeah, Sonic's number three. For God, me. Oh, man, the Sonic three. that we would go to all the time was the one that was right next to that. Double, Double Dave's. Dave's. Oh, yeah. Max, do you remember the day that we were, like, so amped? That we got two cream slushes? To go, no, we were so... <laughs> okay. I mean, what? We were so amped to go to that Double Dave's, oh, and we showed God. up, and it was, cl- it was closed yeah. down for good. And we like wanted to make excuses. We have been thinking about double days. I think we were like trying to decide where to go, and like somebody maybe whispered double days, and we we're like, yeah, okay. And then like the other one was kind of just like. So we're going to Double Dave's. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Double Dave's. We on our way, drove all the way out there. You didn't and, live very and close. And as to we it. were driving to it, we're like, yeah, yeah, Double Dave's, Double Dave's. <laughs> then we pull up and look to the left, and it's just all the lights are off. And oh, we just like no. have that moment of realization. Where we're just, yeah, where that's it's weird closed. that they would close all the lights like that. Maybe they, the new entrance is in the back. That's weird. Yeah, we just looked at each other and we're like, what do we do? Like, they still have pizza, do right? Now? Oh man, yeah, that was. Yeah. Max, okay. what's your number two? Number two. All right, so this is gonna be one. This is another one that like 
it's not like super, super new to me. But like a long time ago, maybe if you had asked me this, I would have said, oh man, I really like Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. I think the Chick-fil-A stuff is really good. And I used to always compare it to this place and people would always vouch for this place over Chick-fil-A and I'd be like, you guys are crazy. Okay. But I feel like this does stand in a fast casual or I'm not under- like uh, fast food. I'm going to have to go ahead and say that Raising Cane's. Cane's. Oh. He's going to say Cane's. Raising I was going to say it. That was my number two. two. We have what one on MLK that's like a recent just blowout Yeah, you guys just Austin. got one, right? Is that, <laughs> is that your number two as well? No. Okay, that's my number two also. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's good, man. And I used to love, like, people would always tell me that they love Raising Cane's over uh, Chick-fil-A. And I was like, dog, what are you talking about? The sauce selection, the sandwiches, all this jibber-jabber, waffle fries. I'm Dude, sorry. All I would want when I go to Cane's would be just some strips, those crinkly yeah. fries, <laughs> and that one sauce that they sell. When people, when, when, people, when people tell me that like Raising Cane's, when their actual chicken isn't any good, I, I laugh in their face. Because <laughs> the quality of fried chicken at Raising Cane's is so stellar yeah. that any other fast food, in my opinion, can't touch it. See, have yeah. y'all ever been to like a Zaxby's before? What's a we Zaxby's? have one. It's essentially the same thing as Cane's. Now, are, are you saying that uh, like... Popeyes isn't better than Raising Cane's. Popeyes is not better than Raising Cane's. No, Popeyes is lower quality than yeah, that. Too much breading. Oh, too it's crunchy. so good. I was just. I mean, I'm not gonna. I mean, like, I just I'm think not that the quality of Popeyes has gone down. It. Like, I feel like Popeyes had a little more quality, a little no. bit more, but I feel like it's a little less now. Yeah. Raising Cane's is a great choice. The only drawback is their. I mean, their crinkle fries. I mean, their French fries, but they're not like stellar. You know, really? if, if you put I their, love their if you put their fries. French fries in front of me and said, hey. How do you judge these French fries? I wouldn't give it a very high rating. Really? Um, but the Texas toast, the cane sauce, the quality of um, the chicken, the coleslaw, the the ice, the old cola ice. Mm. Oh yeah, that's a nice little uh, addition. Crushed ice. So yeah, oh, yeah. raisin canes, great number two choice. Two, two. Also my number two choice, and that leaves Hunter. Excellent. Okay, this might actually come as a surprise to you. Um, you say Wendy's. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, no, that's for number one. For sure. Definitely, be- <laughs> definitely, yeah. be- definitely better than Burger King, I'll say that. Oh, no. Uh, not their burgers, but as an establishment. <laughs> uh, so my number two is actually Whataburger. One. That is a surprise to me. Yeah. That's a surprise to me. One, because it's my favorite burger, at, uh, fast food burger. Uh, two, it's 24-7. Boom. Three, great fries at Whataburger. And the best, the best fries in the world. Chase's favorite fries. Really? Yeah. Those are the um, best French fries. <laughs> uh, they also, you know, they still have like really good chicken strips. They have great sauces. They have fancy ketchup. Um, I also just have a lot of nostalgia with Whataburger. It's like there was just Texas. Yeah, it is. We've had a lot of, you know, Dude, great moments. Yeah, we've Houston had a lot of moments where you, you, us Houston three style chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah. dude. I can't remember oh, what that was why? about. Houston style. Oh, wow, we thought nuggets. that was so funny. <laughs> I just, I know, I probably, I, I peed my pants a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just remember hanging out with y'all a lot at Whataburger. I hung out after football games yeah. at Whataburger. That's like a Texas thing. That's like a Texas thing. It's like after your that football like game, we go we to kids. Whataburger. Yeah. You'd like if there wasn't anything to do, you would like hit up a spot and then go to Whataburger afterwards. I feel like that'll be kind of the things that like we tell our kids about, and they'll be like, "Oh, really? Like, like oh, what?" So <laughs> y'all yes. like went to Whataburger <laughs> I mean, and hung out. Though, like, it would be like as late as two a.m. Like, what do you want to do? Like, we can go to Whataburger, get some food, and just like sit there. There's talk. something something about the lights in Whataburger that just like made conversation happen. But oh, yeah. and it's like a you know it's kind of like our like late night diner if you like, oh, think about of course. it like that you know. It's yeah. like the Denny's that we're okay with being. <laughs> the Denny's that I'm not ashamed to be in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So that's my number two. Ooh, see now, this kind of bumps me out because like, you're going to come back to me for my number one 
and my number one is Whataburger. It's going to be his number two. I know how you feel. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I'm holding out on y'all. So. Yeah. I'm super interested to see what number one's going to be. So your, I know, your like, number one is Whataburger. Uh, dude, and we used to like, you used to love Whataburger. You've always loved Whataburger. I know yeah. you're a Whataburger fan. And like, I used to always knock you because it would be like the middle of the day. And we would be eating something, and you'd be like, let's just go to Whataburger. I'm like, Doug, it's like literally 6 o'clock. You can have anything you want. Like, let's just go to Whataburger. And I was just like, dude, no, it's a late night place. Yeah. But I didn't realize that at that time, that like, that's what I loved. You know, it yeah. wasn't just the fact. It's awesome that it's open super late, but I it's did. great. I ate, dude, chicken strip, honey barbecue chicken There's nothing sandwich. on the menu that's not good at Whataburger. Yeah, it's all really good. And you honey want breakfast stuff? That breakfast stuff is clutch. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I love Whataburger. I think the fries are great. Um, Nobody's even shakes. mentioned honey butter chicken biscuit sandwich. That's actually not one of my staples there. But, but it's so like it. many, yeah. like so many people go just it's a to nice get small that. thing. They to also get. love their taquitos and, and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And those are some really nice small things to get if you're like, hey, I'm really hungry. Let's go to Whataburger. And you're like, I'll tag along. Yeah, I'll you grab a, a honey butter maybe, chicken biscuit. Maybe you have a girl nibble on something while you're eating. Maybe you have a girl you're hanging out with late night. <laughs> you bring her she doesn't want to eat. She doesn't want to eat a whole meal. What is she gonna get? She's gonna get a honey barbecue or honey butter. Honey butter, butter chicken, chicken strip sandwich or whatever the fuck. Well, yeah, well she watches really you good. just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like yeah, straight well, embarrass yourself. Well, I'm getting my Monterey milk. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, so Whataburger number one. I'm Chase. My number, you know, it's interesting. Like, I got to give a couple honorable mentions. Yeah. Um, I feel like we a, have to shout out some other ones. I'm in a moment of transition with uh, fast food right now. I have actually taken a huge liking to um, the In N Out Burger here. Wow. In and Out Burger, ha- and this is not my number one, this is out of, but this, yeah, this, but this is, is my honorable blue. mention. Uh, in and Out Burger is really awesome because the burgers are they're a lot they're they're smaller than normal burgers. Petite. Like Whataburger goes with the approach where it's kind of like a larger bun. It's a it's a big circumference of burger, but it's not very thick. Yeah, you know, In and Out to me is like the Krabby Patty style where it's smaller, but it's it's a little bit taller. All about the height. And it has you know their standard like. Give me uh, it, when you go and order a burger. I I like to just do, give me your burger, like whatever you put on it, whatever mm-hmm. it is, give it to me. And there, you know, <laughs> give whatever me a bur- it is, give, give me a burger. Me. <laughs> I walk in, I look at him, I say, give me a burger. <laughs> Get me a burger. <laughs> okay, now I have an honorable mention after right. you're done. Anyway, and you know they're 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 coming up on me, but yeah. my number one is Water Burger as well. Yeah. To me, the best French fries in the world, which is tough because it, McDonald's is a number is is close in French fries. No, oh, no. Have Dude, you been don't to even the shake fries? it off. I'm gonna I'm gonna hate on you if you shit on McDonald's fries right now. No, do we gotta go do a fry run after this? Because how long has it been since you guys had McDonald's fries? Very uh, recently. Very, very Dude, recently. Maybe it's they're amazing. McDonald's, but they, dude, I regret every time eating fries. What? From McDonald's. That's bullshit. That's Whenever, like, no, no, what man, they're known oh for. They're God. not known for burgers or they're McNuggets. The arches, it's bro. literally just fries. Is why McDonald's is like still amazing. No. Yes. Dude, that is an American crazy. consensus. You guys are crazy. I, I mean, I'll be honest. Even though, like, I don't go to McDonald's often just because of the mental guilt. Yeah, absolutely. it's still one of my favorite fast food. Oh, places. I still enjoy McDonald's. Getting getting my McDonald's staples that I've gotten for the past like fifteen years still bring me happiness. Yeah, but with Whataburger, uh-huh. the best French fries in the world. Um, their burgers have so much elasticity as far as choices. Like, you can get the honey barbecue chicken. Uh, burger, which is incredible. Or you can get like a build your own jalapeno, this and that, or whatever. Mm -hmm. They have so many options. Their milkshakes are delicious. The nostalgia, the atmosphere, Whataburger's are number one. The memories. Whataburger's are number one. And that leaves the biggest question, because I'm pretty sure we... Wait, dude, what what is is your number one? It's funny, because you just stomped on it in your second one. 
It's Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A oh. is number one. Chick-fil-A, really? and, and I'll describe why. It's the whole experience with Chick-fil-A. Not only has Chick-fil-A bridged an interesting gap. They, they are the first people to have started doing that two-lane thing, which I think is pretty innovative. Uh, honestly. Pretty much every other fast food in the world now is adopting that because of them. Because of them, yeah. yeah. Pretty cool, right? Um, the quality of chicken. Are you gonna? Are, are, are either of y'all going to say that you don't like the breading of Chick Fil A chicken? That the quality is in well. Question. That's the quality of the breading, though. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't think the quality but of chicken is in question. It's a breading choice. But do you like the breading choice? Not as I much. All about. This the is breading why choice. I really like it is because they fry it in peanut oil. Yeah, I see that. It's just like thinner, kind of just like yes. a lighter. Mm-hmm. It's not like definitely very flaky. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like everybody has. You know that experience where they have like the chicken strip and it's like big crumply brown ridges yeah, and stuff. Yeah, the but, whole like, thing is breading, basically. Right. Yeah, but like with Chick Fil A, I feel like I'm eating chicken. Right. Like I feel like I'm eating chicken that has been breaded. It's not like breading with chicken. Especially with their like chicken sandwich. Yes. Too. Their chicken sandwiches are amazing. Their sauces are amazing. Also, dude, you got to give more time to the sauces. Okay, Polynesian s- sauce. Chick fil A sauce. Chick fil A sauce is the most heavenly thing. So, so this really is good. this is what I mess with, right? Whenever I go there, they always ask if I want sauce. I get Polynesian. And I get Chick fil A. I usually put Chick fil A on my sandwich and then I dip it in Polynesian <laughs> sauce. <laughs> and it's amazing. It's like the best thing ever. Okay, so there's that. There's no better moments. No, there's no better moments. You see him just getting that ready, getting pumped up. You know, no, it's I'm a very, very ritualistic. Yeah, I'm very, oh, no, I've seen you eat. It's yeah, crazy. You I prepare like a, yourself, and by the time I'm done eating, you are just about to dig in. Right. Yeah. Like even prepping your food. Right. right yeah. yeah I, I really have. Uh, yeah, a lot of like, traditions and stuff yeah. going into that. Like, yeah. So, um, you know, there's all that, and even it, it goes down even to like customer service, man. Like, yep. any, oh, you don't they are trained. They are trained to whenever you say thank you to mean it and say you're welcome and it was my pleasure. You know, like it's you nice. don't go anywhere else and you don't go anywhere else and see a universal thing like that where it's like if I go to some runoff Whataburger, like it might suck. Oh, yeah. the but the you if you go to a Chick-fil-A, pretty much anywhere, it's going to be pretty damn high quality. I feel that. And they have amazing lemonades. Their milkshakes are their amazing milkshakes. As, well, as well. Their you, lemonade is amazing. You, you know, haven't even mentioned salt. their waffle fries? Waffle fries completely changed the game for fries, right? It's it's a completely different subsect of fries. It's not just the strings. <laughs> and you get, like, so much more potato with those, you know? Yeah, it's a big one. that you don't see more waffle fries. Yeah, especially with the success that yeah, Chick-fil-A like is. That every, it's pretty, like, universal. That's, that's, like, one of the best fries out right now. Yeah, waffle fries. for sure. And nobody else, everybody else is just like, no, we're not touching <laughs> No, them. they got it. They're going to compare it to Chick-fil-A. We can't do that. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I, I just think that it's, I think it's cool that also Chick-fil-A has been able to like have these weird sort of like political stances with like, you know, or not political, but like religious stances with like the guy that owns the company He's keeping, you know, Sunday is like the sacred day. Yeah. You, you kind of like hate that a little bit because you want to be able to eat it on Sunday, it's but at the same time, it's like, yeah. at the same time, yeah, they're creating demand. Right. And, and at the same time, I just think it's cool that they have like pretty much hearken to the same values. They have the same like advertising campaign that they've had for the last like 15 years. Because it works. Like, they're the same company that they have, were 15 years ago and I Plus, think it's awesome. My favorite part about Chick-fil-A and this is like mostly because I don't eat a Chick-fil-A other than I eat breakfast at Chick-fil-A. It's so good. I eat breakfast at Chick-fil-A it's pretty so good. so good. That chicken burrito? Oh, awesome. the burrito. The chicken burrito is balling. I don't even know if I've had that. Yeah, burrito. I know. And like I used to yeah. always get the little like the minis and it had like that really nice bread that was like really sweet and mm-hmm. like good and it was cool. But 
Dude, that burrito is perfect when you're on your way to work or something. I'm just talking about the chicken biscuit. Chicken biscuit's classic. It's sure it is. amazing. Well, that's been your top three, everybody. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> it's been spoken. Uh, so let's move ahead and let's go to Nick's mail corner. Okay. Oh. We have an email. <laughs> Do this we really? Is, this is You're hysteric. in luck, Max. This is hysterical. Right. This is like a one in one million chance that we have an email. <laughs> yeah, this was this was some highbrow stuff. This, this is one is addressed specifically to Hunter. Mm. From who? Do we know? This one says, Hey Hunter, this is Molly from the cruise. Dot dot dot. We all just listened to your podcast and we're dying laughing hearing you talk about the whole scenario. Just wanted to let you know that you portrayed everything great, and we all thought it was hilarious. No hard feelings from our end, but I don't speak for Alpha Douche, douche and his sidekicks. <laughs> Found this on camera. Figured you enjoy it. She sent you a uh, picture. And then she says, cheers, Molly. Yeah. So give us some insight. Oh. Who's Molly? Okay, so Max, I guess you didn't. You probably didn't listen to the episode. The one, uh, in the episode where I came back from the cruise, I depicted a scene or a set of scenes with this guy that a was sequence. like... sequence. Yeah, this guy that was basically just like all up in my grill. He got mad that I was talking to girls he was with. He like knocked him out and shit. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I, I kamehameha him essentially. Yeah, cool. Awesome. But no, yeah, it was really weird. Like this guy was not... He was upset with me but for basically things that I didn't even do. And I didn't know him. Uh, but this girl uh, was one of the girls that I met. Her, her name's Molly. The other girl that I met um, that probably actually was the one that linked them listening to the show and us having it was Haley, ha Haley Hunter. And uh, I think they go to like A&M. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I met them on the cruise and it was really fun. And um, I don't know. I just thought that it was really, really cool. Because I, I, I told them that I had a podcast, and all, they were like, oh, we listen to podcasts, like, I'll get in touch with you. And, like, after hearing the drama go down from the cruise and, like, having their boyfriends and, like, you know, be all uppity about it, they could have totally just, like, blown it off and, like, not gotten in contact with us and stuff. But I, it was, like, super duper extra real of them to go ahead and, like, actually follow through with what they told me. They were like, yeah, we're going to email the show. We're going to listen to the show. And they totally did, which now, is like... Hunter, in line with the show's traditions of stroking the ego of those who email in for the first time, yeah, we yeah. don't know Molly. So what's up with Molly? Molly was... She's got to be a badass. She was one of the cute girls in the picture. Yeah. Uh, do you want to pull up the... Can you pull up the picture? I can embed it into the video. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. uh, Molly is one of the one of the girls that I was uh, getting acquainted with upon meeting her at the Alchemy Bar on the cruise. Alchemy Bar. And, um, and Haley was, was one of the girls that was with her. Uh, I, I don't know a whole lot about them other than that. I mean, we really just met like 15 minutes, 20 minutes later the dude comes along and is very upset and angry. So um, the only thing that I know is that these people have outstanding character because yeah. they are willing to uh, to tell me something and then actually go through with it nowadays, which is pretty refreshing. That's awesome, is, yeah. You know, so uh, big, big, yeah, big, big, big shout out yes. to Molly and Haley because both of y'all are badasses and I implore you to keep mailing me, the show, getting in touch with us. We love y'all. We hope they all yeah, love Yeah, I can't back. stress enough. Thank you so much for emailing. Um, Molly emailed the show at wittybantershow at gmail.com, just like you can, if you want to be a part of it. You can ask any question. You can insult us. In fact, I, um, I would <laughs> like you to. That's the first thing he jumps to is you can insult us. I, mean, I just feel like... <laughs> bash all the stuff that we said that was wrong. I just hope that there's people out there who are just like, these guys are turbo assholes, and I never want to listen to them again. I'm going to let them know. I would like to read your email. 
invalidate you on that. <laughs> you know, that's I'm trying to I'm trying to We're get trying, constructive criticism. Yeah, man. yeah we'll yeah. listen. Uh, so that's everything. So let's go ahead and put some scores on this second beer, and uh, we'll get out of here. So once again, the first beer was the Varsteiner um, Verum, and the second one is the Varsteiner Dunkel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunter, since you're sort of the one who enjoys the Dunkels, and we had Max go first, I want you to go first. Fair. Stern, but fair. Stern? But fair. Stern, but fair. So this Dunkel wasn't as premium as I remember my Dunkels in Europe. It was good. I'm not going to say that it wasn't a good beer. Um, it was sweet, light. Um, it had most of the characteristics that I like in a Dunkel, but it just, nothing really stood out to me it, as far as, you know, I need to have another one of this. Or It might be my state of mind right now. I'm kind of full. <laughs> we, had, we had a lot to eat. Kind we, had of? Another, yeah, we had another beer Holy for hell. this too. I might have a Toblerone after for Escalada. And <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think this was good, but not great. So I think I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. What did you give the first one? A seven? An eight. An eight. Um, so with me, yeah, maybe it's the fact that you're drinking it right out of the tap when we had our Dunkles or whatever. That made it yeah, so maybe. amazing. Uh, I think this is a good beer as well. It's easy to drink. It smells really good. The taste has like a toffiness to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's a little too sweet. Okay. You know, um, it makes my mouth feel like sticky in a, w- in a way. <laughs> Power rating. But I, I know it's not like an added <laughs> sweetness or something because this one, it, it, you know, it's from Germany. So it, it goes along with the whole German beer law there. Okay. Um, but it's just not the best Dunkel I've had. So I'm going to give it a 6.5. All right. Solid. Um, yeah, I had like pretty high expectations just from the idea that I know you guys love Dunkels. Uh, this is my first Dunkel ever, so I'm not going to judge Dunkels forever based on this one Dunk. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, like it almost, to me, almost tasted like, I get the appeal of that. It's like, it's a dark beer, but it's light and easy to drink. Mm-hmm. But it almost tastes like a watered down dark beer. It almost tastes Which like a watered fair. down like stout or watered down like whatever. That's kind of what Dunkles are though, and not watered but down because like, that's, that's a normatively like negative negative way to connotation. Put that's how I'm feeling it though. Which is fair. Yeah. So I will try more Dunkles in the future, but on this one, I'll give it five point five light six. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's that's good. We get it. Um, <laughs> we get it. We get, get it. Out. Okay. It. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. <laughs> well, that's been Woody Banter can't episode number 48. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. We're going to start the plugathon right now. Woody Banter can be found on iTunes. Just search Woody Banter on iTunes. Hit subscribe, and every episode will show up in your download queue for free. If you don't have iTunes, you can go to WoodyBanterShow.com and download all of the MP3 files off of our website. We're also on Facebook. You can do facebook.com slash podcast. If you want to keep up with all of the news and see what we're going on, it's also where we post videos. Speaking of videos, we're on YouTube as well. Search Witty Banter on YouTube, episode whatever, and we should pop up. I just um, put up a deluge. A host of videos. Of videos. So there's a ton of new videos. I saw a bunch of the clips. Yeah. yeah, there's a ton of new videos on the YouTube channel, so I implore you to go look at those. Uh, Witty Banter is also on Twitter. You can follow us there. We're, Witty, we're at Witty Banter Show. Uh, personally, I'm on Twitter. I'm at Bodacious Chase. Hunter is at Diesel Door Set, and Max is at Max Scott Thirty Two. You got it. There it is. Um, do you guys have anything else you would like to plug? Nothing to plug, but just thanks for having me on again. It's been a while since I've been on the show with uh, both of you guys. Yeah, thanks That's for cool. coming. Awesome, and it was fun being with just Chase. You know, it was cool. But dude, having both of you guys here, 
Having the trifecta around is yeah, always it, a lot. Yeah, it hurt my feelings whenever I knew that we, you and Chase were here and I wasn't We intentionally here. did a lot of podcasts just to kind of rub it in your face. <laughs> that was we put out like nine. It was, we haven't yeah. even posted them yet. They're Sounded great. Sounded like you were having your cake awesome. and eating it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, we're glad to have you. It was, it was a blast to have you as well. Yeah, thanks for coming back again, Max. Of course, always, anytime. Bing bong bong. make a trip bong bong. for it. That's the Winnie Banter episode number 48. We're two away from 50. We have big plans for 50 in terms of format, which is going to be fun. That should be coming in a couple weeks, so be looking for that. Cool. But until then, just enjoy this episode and all of our big old backlog as well, and we will see you next week. Thank you, Banter Nation. We love you indefinitely. Goodbye, guys. Beep, 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 beep,